Hey, my name is Melissa Bedeen, and I'm obsessed with personal development, body, mind, and soul health, as well as all things business marketing that can help you to navigate all things mystical and messy in this journey called life. See, I am a coffee-addicted mother of two who married my grade 9 boyfriend, and I started my company at the age of 17 with just a $200 Costco massage table and a goal of becoming a healer in mind. Now let's fast track a decade and a half forward as I've pivoted and grown myself from being a brick-and-mortar business as an international healer and psychic medium that loves to use my gifts to help align others on their path. See, I found myself naturally pivoting towards becoming a coach as I've made it my mission to positively impact the lives of others. But will we shy away from the real chats here? No way. See, I firmly believe that we're all intuitive, but again, the true gift actually comes from listening to this internal knowingness. But since all of our arenas of life may look at a little bit different, I hope to shed some insights on how this can benefit you both personally and professionally. See, I believe we have a mission. No, more of a calling inside of us, but it's up to us whether we choose to use this to benefit not only us, but others as well. As I teach you the tested and true ways to align yourself today, I am inviting you into this time as a friend, having a coffee, chat with the goal of a girl trying to give you some form of mind mapping to skip through the messy and tapping into your own magical. Now I want you to know that you are welcome to the Mom Gun Media, and I'm grateful you're here. Okay, guys, this one is probably going to be one of the most vital, I would say, podcast episodes to come right now, especially with the events and everything going on. And I want you to just take it all with a grain of salt and take what you like and, and apply it to your everyday life, but also share, you know, what you resonate with, with others, because there's going to be a lot of opportunity for healing in this one. Okay. So this episode is about grounding. It's about being grounded in life. This is a spiritual trait, and it's a quality and a tool that I teach as a numero uno. It is the, the forsaken one that if you don't do this, whoo, So I had worked with so many mentors, healers, teachers, and intuitives from all different opportunities, and I was able to see and feel the ones that were grounded. I was able to, to feel that. They felt centered in their life versus those ungrounded individuals that we've all met who come more from ego. And so I want you to understand that when you are grounded in who you are, your potential clients, relationships, and family will feel it. Versus if you're somebody who's looking for like that pat on the back and consistently doing like the, the victim and, and, and things like that, like you feel it, it's there, it, it's hard to ignore. And so I invite you to look at everything and just really see what that looks like. So I had one teacher preach her religion, her culture, beliefs that were stemming from her own trauma and negativity within an abundance block as well. So she had a lack energy and she didn't come grounded. And when I say this, I say it with love because I can feel it, I can see it, we could all see it. So here's something, Brene Brown says, Show the scar, not the wound. So heal yourself before you heal others on that topic. That's a fair statement. And how do you know when people are grounded? Because they can acknowledge that they're not perfect, that they have healed, that there was work to do. Versus the people who just seem to think that they're awesome and don't need that. And you can also see the people and individuals who are humble to the ones that aren't and aren't able to relate well to their audience and their people and relationships. And so grounding comes as a tool with actually techniques to apply grounding. 
and I'll talk about that in this, but I want you to understand that where you come in is how you are perceived. And so if you come in grounded, that is the energy you're putting out. That is what people will take from it. Versus if you're not grounded, that is what they will take from it as well. So it depends what you want to attract and who your avatar, you know, audience and clients and relationships are. But for me, I want to be a heart center. I want to be somebody who brings grounded value and advice that's going to make a difference in people's lives by really sharing tools and techniques and opportunities to do so. So my goal is to stay grounded in everything I do. So being grounded allows you an opportunity to not only carry you know, your own energy, but also repel the energy of others too, in a sense of not taking it on and making it yours. And here's an example. I tell my stories personally because I find that they're more relatable and it gives you an opportunity to understand where I've gone through in this. I used to be a peer counselor in high school and I learned some different things. And after I had gone through different trauma, I had lost about seven friends in high school. Like we had gone, I, one of my best friends had committed suicide. I lost friends from drinking and driving to like all these things. And that's when my intuition really heightened and I was overwhelmed. So then I was on medication and antidepressants and I wanted to be of service. I felt good giving back. My mom and dad raised me really well with that. We used to donate our time to the Salvation Army once a month. Like we would do these things and it just, it brought service. So I became a peer counselor and I noticed that when you talk to people, there's individuals who can do active listening. And if you're unfamiliar with what that is, you might want to work on that. But active listening is where when somebody's talking, you're not thinking in your head of what your response needs to be. You're in the present moment, you're grounded, and you're hearing what they're verbalizing, what they're sharing. Now, if you're ungrounded, they're going to hear part of what you're saying, and then they're going to just respond in how it relates to them. So those are the people that tend to be the one-uppers. Those are the people who tend to be in a more ego place where they don't actually give really good grounded advice. And so as a peer counselor, I was able to see even the counselors of the school do things like that. And like I had gone to counseling and things too, to kind of cope and work through and get more tools and opportunities to grow. And there was one counselor, I sat down in a session and he told me all about his relationship with his son, taught me all about like how he talks to his son and all this stuff. And then at the end of the session, he's like, Hey, good. I feel better. And I just looked at him and was like, I didn't say anything. And I feel like I should have been getting paid for that. That was a terrible session. That, that is called counter transference. And so for those of you who don't know what that is, and again, I'm going back to my background. I became a registered massage therapist when I was 20, 21. And I started my business when I was 17 in 2004. I've, and so it, I just kind of has scaled over time in different ways and pivoted, but I still, there's things that are so applicable and it's just taking all of these lessons in your life and applying them to you. So here's the thing. I learned in school as a massage therapist to never do transference or counter transference. Transference is when the client dumps all their stuff on us and we take it on and make it ours. Counter transference is when we take our stuff and dump it on the client. I know you've experienced this. But please hear me when I say, do your best to never bring that to somebody else. So when I lost my sister, my little sister in 2017, due to a fentanyl drug overdose, I wanted help. I went to a counselor. She made it about her. She then had no real good advice for me. I asked for opportunities and tips to, you know, speed up my grief healing process because I just wanted to be efficient in it because that's how numb I was. And I say that because I know I'm not alone in this. 
I also found that she gave no active listening skills into what I was saying. And then I found at the end of the session, I almost took on more of her stuff than mine. And it's because I wasn't grounded. So here's some things that you can do to know when you're grounded. Have you ever walked into a room and forgotten what you were going into that room for? You might be ungrounded. You're forgetful. You're not centered. And if you look at it in a chakra space, it's actually your root chakra, which is about home and security. So if you have insecurities, if you feel imbalanced in that, and when I say imbalanced, I mean you have like scarcity mentality or there's struggles going on in your actual life in that, it's not balanced. And so when you want to get balanced in that, it's working at, you know, removing and, and you know, switching it over, pivoting it over and having a healthier mind for a minute. And so for me... I literally will go outside and walk barefoot. That actually has now been scientifically proven to help increase your natural ions, decrease anxiety and panic, but it is a natural, easy, free, available tool to ground and center anybody. You'll notice people walk barefoot in the sand and they'll feel instantly calm. I'm a diehard fan. So for those of you diehard fans out there, you'll notice there was a scene in diehard number one. I'm a geek, but diehard number one, it's my Christmas movie. I'm just going to keep saying these things. Diehard number one, when he's on the plane, he goes to meet his wife and he's at her office and he's having anxiety still. He was told on the plane by a buddy to get rid of his anxiety and vertigo and issues to go and barefoot, scrunch his feet like a little ball on the floor. That is called grounding. It doesn't have to be nature that you ground into. It works. Right now, fully barefoot. I'm a hippie day and night, and I will do these things all the time to just allow myself to stay centered so that way I can be of my best value and service for others. Now, as we are empathic, as we are natural, as we are women and we connect into other people, you want to make sure that you can do these techniques and tools to help yourself every day. So here's the thing. Chakras, if you look at them, they all have a color. If you feel depleted in one of those chakras, a quick tip is you can wear that color to ground and center yourself. Actually, any black crystal or clothing is a natural grounding and repellent of negative energy. So like obsidian, onyx, hematite, those kind of things, those are great protection ones energetically. They also helped as a healer stone. Now, if you're looking at clothes, you could add red or black to help ground and protect your energy too, which a lot of us tend to do, especially as entrepreneurs. How many of us have noticed that there's usually something black that's being worn on other people? It's like a repellent. Now, if you look at symbolism and grounding, the Hamza, which has been used in multiple different cultures and religions, like it's a Christian thing, it's a Jewish, like there's different ones. I actually have a Hamza tattooed and I use my sister's portrait in that picture with her eye to just showcase the Hamza is meant to repel negative energy. So it's the picture of the hand. And then I actually have the symbols of like, there's the ohm, there's a peace sign and like yin and yang, like those different things. And that's just to amplify my energy and what I want to attract and, and deter in my life. And symbolism is an intention. It's a subconscious intention that I have in my everyday life. But you can do so too. So you could even just print a picture and use that. There's so many things that you can apply into your every, in, every practice that you bring into. But I wanted to give you some opportunities to really look at how you can do it and what will amplify it for you. Like what are the, move, the, needle, <laughs> the needle movers that are going to bring you more success in this and allow you to be centered and grounded in who you are? Well, if you find that you pivot who you are when you're around different people, you're not grounded. You're not centered in yourself. You're adapting to just, you know, come into that space of really understanding what that person wants and trying to adapt into that instead of staying authentic. Being authentic is being grounded because you're centered in you. You're centered in who you are and what makes you you. Now, 
I don't want you to get a career burnout. And that happens when people aren't grounded. They're not centered. They take on too much of other people. Like I talked about transparency and counter-transparency. People who aren't actively listening, so then their audience doesn't feel heard, so then they tend to disappear. I want you to build these engagements. I want you to understand that it comes from a space of actually owning your superpowers in that. Now, here's some homework for you, if you would like, but I want you to write down moments you felt burnt out. You know, where were they? Who were you with? You know, what times of the day were they? And I want you to pay attention to the triggers that could be amplified. Where do you find you're losing that centeredness? For me, it was big centered groupings of like concerts and big shopping malls and things like that. I was having a harder time staying grounded. So then I would bring in reinforcements. Like I said, I would wear the proper, you know, like colors and clothing and intention setting in that. If you look up shoppers and entity, you can tell. And like for people who learn about Reiki, this is stuff that we use. And it's just understanding the intention and the energy in that. And that can build a practice of what you're taking into your everyday life. So you don't actually have to go crazy and spend a ton of money on this. It's just more building that kind of centeredness in it. Now, if you are grounded in these certain environments and, and if you feel good about it, write down for yourself what helped. What, what helped? Like challenge what wasn't working and then try a new technique and then see what worked best. And then you can start to implement kind of your own prescription toolbox of how you're getting that help in there, like how you're getting that service in that and how it's building you. I want you to do this to just see how you can show up in a way of ease, prevent burnout, and allow more opportunities for your clients to get more success as well as yourself and how you can even find more opportunities for you to grow. Like I want you to grow in who you are and what that looks like for you and the opportunities that you bring as a whole by knowing who you are and what you are about and what you're not. And so you don't take on the energy of others. So for example, when I do a mediumship reading, one thing I learned from so many of my different, you know, experiences is if let's say I was sitting with somebody and they had a grief or a loss journey that was very impactful and tragic, if I were to cry with them, that wouldn't empower them. That would take away the energy from them. And I can speak from personal experience. When I was coming out of my grief journey, I was looking for guidance from some people and I had some people start crying in the session and just being overly dramatic and making it about them. And I'm going to tell you right now, it pissed me off. It pissed me off because I didn't want that. I wanted to get clear guidance that was unassociated to their emotional output on it. And I wanted to make sure that they were centered and grounded and healed in order to connect authentically to the guidance that I needed. So when I do readings, people might think like, how do you not cry? How do you, how do you stay so, you know, like emotionally centered in that? Like how, how do you not take it on? I understand that our souls chose these life lessons and experiences prior to coming here on this earth. That's how I look at it and view it. So if you don't agree with that, I send you love and no, no argument. It's all good. But the biggest thing is, is in that, I believe that I would not have chosen this life, these experiences, if it weren't for a bigger purpose. So I want you to look at that and I want you to see what that purpose means for you and where you want to take it. And I want you to play around with that and see where you can come in a more grounded sense of your environment and experiences and how you can share that with others and make a bigger impact and difference for them. And I hope that makes sense. And remember that you hold this power and you too can get control on what you want to connect 
and what that connection can look like by just staying grounded and centered in yourself. We don't need to make a big practice and make it all filled with woo-woo. We want to make it centered into who we are, what our practice means, staying grounded in our beliefs, journaling, you know, going through our belief systems and actually working on like, where am I being led? What am I being driven to? Who is my ideal client and why? What can I offer them that's going to, you know, be of value and of service? And when they're talking, am I listening or am I trying to come up with a response? And then you're going to know that you're in a heart center. And when you're in a heart center and you're offering services, they will feel that. And that will speak volumes. So I wish you guys all of the best. I hope this one served you. Let me know in the reviews what you thought. Let me know if you have any questions and I can further amplify that training for you. Otherwise, I look forward to hearing from you guys soon. If you know anybody who needs this, feel free to share and much love.